Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 101.1 FM The Revolution. Speaking of Travel is brought to you by the Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. And you know what? When you fly home, you're home. Plan your next trip at flyavl.com and by Appalachian Realty. If you're looking for a home in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they're the ones to help you find the properties that are as unique as you are. Visit AppalachianRealty.com. And by Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. There's no better time to go visit than right now. Such beautiful views of Lake Lure and hiking trails and animal programs. I love their animal programs. And by Private Italy Tours. You know, their 2019 tours are available right now, but they are filling up. So you need to go to Italy next year. Just go. That's private-italy.com. And speaking of Chimney Rock, I've got some exciting news. We are starting our beautiful Chimney Rock and Lake Lore staycation giveaway. You have a chance to register, no purchase necessary, by just going to speakingoftravel.net, clicking on the staycation vacation package and you will be able to enter to win a wonderful package for two that includes a two-night stay at the historic Lake Lore Inn, Sunday brunch vouchers, tickets for Lake Lore boat tours, a gift certificate to the Broad River Coffee Shop, free games of mini golf at Chimney Rock Adventure Golf, admission to the Burnt Shirt Vineyards Tasting Room and Bistro, which by the way is Awesome. Dinner entrees at the Esmeralda restaurant and two annual passes to Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. It doesn't get better than this. All you have to do to enter is go to speakingoftravel.net, click on the Speaking of Travel Staycation Chimney Rock Lake Lord Staycation Vacation, sign up today, no purchase necessary, and before you know it, you are waking up at the historic Lake Lord in doing a little dirty dancing, if you know what I mean. So I have a confession to make. I have never traveled by myself. Now, I've traveled solo to get to a place where I was meeting up with others, but I have never really done the solo travel adventure. And I know from speaking to so many people who have had many solo travel adventures that traveling by yourself gives you some freedom to explore places at your own pace and chase those crazy, ambitious travel goals. And you get to know yourself in unfamiliar parts of the world on this whole new level. Well, I'm feeling like I'm getting closer to taking the plunge, so I'm really excited to have Tracy Nesbitt, the editor of Solo Traveler, an online publication and community where people can share their passion or their desire for traveling alone, and they can get tips and advice and encouragement. And Tracy Nesbitt, I am so happy to have you. I'll tell you what, I have been following you for quite some time, just waiting to go. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. I hope by the end of this time we get you planning your first solo trip. <laughs> I hope so, too. <laughs> I don't know why I have this fear. Do you find that people kind of have to get past a certain level of, I don't know if I can do this to take that leap? Um, sometimes, yes. I mean, I think there are some people who are just born comfortable doing things by themselves. Um, but um, for a lot of people, it does take a bit of building up to taking that first trip. Well, certainly your uh, Solo Travel Society on Facebook and, and your active group of followers and travelers from all over the world uh, are very fortunate to have these resources to uh, get encouragement, to find out about safety, to 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 be with others to find out how how they're doing give us a little bit of an idea of how that all came about for you uh well um Janice Waugh started um solo traveler in 2009 um and she um at that time there really was virtually nothing available uh online for someone who wanted to travel on their own 
And um, today, that's a very different, very different landscape. Um, but um, she started it from nothing, just from her own experiences and traveling on her own and observing how she did that and writing about it. And about a year later, uh, I joined her. And things have just grown incredibly in the last number of years. Well, were you a traveler before this? Were you a traveler when you were a kid? Did your folks take you places? What was that like? What was your background like? I didn't really have um, a background of travel. My With my family, we traveled... Just uh, we, I grew up in in southern Ontario, and so we traveled um, a bit within Canada and the U.S. Uh, but I hadn't done any international travel until I was in my hmm, late twenties. Uh, I took my first um, uh, international trip, and I went with a friend. And I discovered right away on that first trip that I was probably probably more suited to traveling on my own. <laughs> And did you start traveling on your own at that point? I did. Where was the first place you went all by yourself? Um, the first place I went by myself, I think, was Paris. Ooh, la, la. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's and, a good starting and, point. You know, the, remarkable, the remarkable thing about that trip was that um, I came away from I went into it with a lot of trepidation and came away with it from it feeling um, like I had discovered how competent I actually was. And you felt confident, you were competent and and confident, and before you knew it, it sounds like you were just, bye-bye, Tracy's on the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I, I do still travel with others from time to time. I do, you know, travel with, with friends. Um, but most of the time I travel on my own. And tell us a little bit, of, I mean, I can certainly understand the advantages, but from your perspective, because you've been doing it for a long time, you're comfortable doing it, give us some idea of what those advantages are. Well, everything uh, is up to me. So I can make a plan, an itinerary for my trip. I can go into it with no plan at all, or I can make a plan and then abandon it when I find something really exciting that takes me off in a different direction. And I don't have to worry that I'm inconveniencing someone else who's with me. Well, do you feel, let's say you, let's, let's say you're going to Paris, um, and certainly sure. people speak the language, speak English when you're in, in other countries, but, you know, getting off the plane, you're in a new environment, a new culture, you might not know the, um, Hopefully you've done a little research and you do know some of the customs and traditions that are different. But, mm -hmm. you know, how do you approach people? Do you find people are very approachable? Do you feel that you can uh, be around people if you want to and, and feel comfortable? I think you're actually more approachable when you're on your own than when you're in a group. Um, and I have found um, that people are very, locals particularly, are very eager to help a solo traveler. Um, you can get, you know, advice and tips and directions. And people have really, you know, if, you, if it's something that you want and need, people really will sort of take you under their wing. They want you to enjoy their their home, their country, um, and so in the same way that I always help people here in Toronto, if I see a, someone standing on a street corner looking confused, <laughs> I, I like to try and help them on their way. So I have found that I can either not talk to anyone for my entire trip, other than in the course of buying tickets and ordering food, or I can talk to everyone I meet. That sounds really great. Well, when we come back from the break, I want to talk a little bit more about that and get some ideas on... I don't know, just some lessons that we can learn, some opportunities that are out there traveling by ourselves, some learning opportunities perhaps that we can start focusing on. And I know I'm taking notes, Tracy, so <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show today. This is Marilyn Ball. Remember, speakingoftravel.net, go register for that wonderful Chimney Rock Lake Lore staycation.
With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park's annual pass holders can look forward to endless adventures. The Outcroppings Trail to the park's iconic chimney is the ultimate Stairmaster. Hike with your kids to Hickory Nut Falls, one of the tallest waterfalls east of the Mississippi, or take the new Skyline Trail to the top of the mountain. Pass holders are treated to exclusive events as well as special deals at the park and area attractions. Upgrade your day ticket to an annual pass during your visit. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, your host of Speaking of Travel. If you love to travel or just dream of someday taking a dream vacation, sit back and be carried away to places from around the world and from right here in our own backyard. Get inspired and learn from others the joy of the journey. Listen to Speaking of Travel Sundays at 10 a.m. on News Radio 570 WWNC and visit speakingoftravel.net for your chance to win a Chimney Rock and Lake Lore staycation. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, Hi, it's Marilyn Ball. Today we're talking about solo travel with Tracy Nesbitt, the editor of Solo Traveler, which is an online publication and community where people can come together and get so many travel tips and resources. Tracy, thank you so much for being on the show today and talking to us from Canada. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said in the beginning, I am moving towards figuring out how to go about and where to go for my first solo travel trip. And you were talking about your first trip being to Paris. That sounds kind of nice to me right now. (laughs) (laughs) So we were talking before the break about um, just feeling comfortable what are the advantages? Let's talk a little bit about um, some of the learnings that arise when you're traveling by yourself. Sure. Um, I think one of the biggest learning, I mean, in addition to on any trip, you're going to learn something about the destination. Um, I think one of the unique things about solo travel is how much you learn about yourself uh, in that environment because you're separated from all of the people who know you and they know you in a certain way and um, you find out when you travel on your own who you are uh, in the absence of any of those familiar structures. And I think that's a really a really valuable piece of it. Well, how long would you say, let's say you're talking to me and you're being my travel coach right now, and I'm thinking about traveling by myself, doing a solo trip. What would you say would be a good starting out point as far as time? I mean, does it matter like a week, two weeks, a month? What do you think? I think it depends on your comfort level. For some people, just doing a day trip, you know, taking baby steps. Just going to the next city over um, or a weekend getaway, maybe, you know, a little road trip um, or, you know, a week in, you know, if if your starting point is in North America, maybe spending a week in Europe. 
um, the I think the the I'm not sure that the time. I don't think it's really set. I think it really depends on how ready you are to go. I totally get it, and I love that idea of just starting out and taking a road trip, and you know maybe going over to the next city and spending the night, seeing what it's like. Even I mean, even doing a staycation in your own city. If you live in a big city, I know for myself, I live in the east end of Toronto. I rarely see the other parts of the city because it's so spread out. And also because it's such a multicultural city, I could have a completely different experience within my own city. What a great idea. I love that. Well, give us some tips from, from. I mean, you've been traveling solo now for 20 plus years. Give us some of your, maybe the top five tips that you would uh, share with us about traveling by ourselves. Sure. Um, I, <laughs> since the advent of Uber... I have become um, possibly their most frequent user. Um, and I, one of the reasons I like it so much, um, for sure I use it at home in my daily life, but it is perfect, I think, for solo travelers because of the built-in um, safety features in a sense. You don't have to speak a language. Uh, if you're in a country where, you don't, you know, I was in Germany, I didn't speak German, I took a taxi, it was a disaster, but then I used Uber and it was easy because you just punch in the address and off you go. You leave, leave something in the car, you have a way to track it. Um, if you, you know, you're nervous about getting into a car with a stranger, you, right up front, you're given all sorts of information about that driver, and they have the same um, uh, the same protection. So I, I use it very frequently when I travel. Okay. I, I think that's great. I never would have thought about using Uber. Yeah, it's quite a, it's also, <laughs> it's also cheaper frequently. Um, and it just, it's just that built-in safety feature that I find really helpful. Um, I would say also, um, one of my biggest tips would be to travel slow. Um, so, you know, given the option, I would always choose a train over a plane. Um, I, flying will get you there faster, but, you know, it's not just about getting there. It's, you know, <laughs> that old saying about, you know, it being the journey, not the destination. Um, so I think that that, um, and also staying in one place for a while, not doing, you know, moving from city to city to city each day. You really get more out of the experience if you can spend some time in different places. Um, flexibility, very important. Um, things don't always go according to plan when you're traveling solo, and you're the only one to save yourself. So flexibility is really important. Um, and I would also say ask lots of questions. When I first started out traveling solo, I was afraid to ask questions. I was, I thought I would sound silly, and I felt like people would think I didn't know what I was doing. Now I ask questions constantly. If I don't know how the public transit works, I can ask questions. I don't... Uh, you know, that person's never going to see me again. So even if I do feel silly, <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Exactly. And asking questions is so important. People forget. Uh, I know when I first started traveling with a friend, uh, we would get to an intersection and some, well, I can remember specifically one one instance where we were in Italy, in northern Italy, and we really couldn't, people just didn't speak English in the little area where we were, and we were so afraid. We stood paralyzed on the street corner, not knowing what to do, where to go, how to find our, our hotel, and... Finally, I said, I'm doing it. It was like stepping out, literally stepping outside of that comfort zone and saying, we've got to figure out how to get around here. And yeah. you do feel a little silly at first, but like you were saying, too, you like to help people in your city. When you see somebody who's standing on a street corner confused, you're going to go up and help them. Yeah, and I, I have found, I remember one of my first solo trips standing on a street corner. This was years ago because I was using a paper map. <laughs> I know it was quite a while ago. And uh, I was frantic because I was about to miss my train. And someone came up to me and 
put their hand on my arm and I nearly jumped out of my skin I was because I was so nervous. And really, they were just stopping to ask me if I needed help. And and then uh, when I told them I needed to get to my train, this man walked me right to the door of the train station. And as I turned around to thank him for his help, he'd already turned around and walked back in the other direction. So he wasn't actually going to the train station at all. He was just trying to help me in a non-threatening sort of way. Well, that just makes me kind of cry because it's so wonderful. And and it's a good segue into my next question because we're talking about people and certainly all of the uh, tips that you gave uh, – all of them, really, even the travel slow, slowly and staying in, you know, staying in one place for a while. It's it's about the people. And and it sounds like people are people everywhere you go. Absolutely. It um, I really found, you know, I've encountered the kindness of strangers everywhere I've been. And it's I think it's universal that people will uh, go out of their way to help others uh, who need help, no matter where you are. Absolutely. That has absolutely been my experience. And certainly that's, um, you know, those sorts of experiences have been shared with us uh, in our Solo Travel Society group on Facebook over and over and over again. Well, this is a good time. Why don't you tell us how we can get more information? The Facebook page is is called um, Solo Traveler. It's uh, the Facebook group is called the Solo Travel Society. Gotcha. And um, it's a um, um, it's a great group. We've got about two hundred and thirty five thousand travelers all over the world who wow. jump in twice a week. I post questions from readers and people from all over the world. So that you might be asking a question about uh, solo travel in Italy, you may very well get not just travelers who've been there, but people who live in the place you're going who will dive in and give you advice. I love that. And then you have a website as well? We do. The website is called Solo Traveler. um, And we publish uh, new content three days a week there. Um, And we have a ton of information because we uh, have been writing for (laughs) quite a a long time. And that's solotraveler.com? It's uh, solotravelerworld.com. Gotcha. All right, Tracy, thank you so much for being on the show. When we come back, I'd like to talk about safety, because that's something that I think everybody is thinking about. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks. ordinary behind with a visit to Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Surround yourself with breathtaking views of Lake Lure and the Hickory Nut Gorge while enjoying six hiking trails, rock climbing with Fox Mountain Guide instructors, and Animal Discovery Den, unique events, and more. Whether you're new to hiking or a seasoned pro, there's something for everyone at The Rock. To plan your next Chimney Rock adventure, visit ChimneyRockPark.com to see an online trail map and a listing of the park's upcoming events. This is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. When does your trip begin? When you leave home or when you arrive at your destination? It can be a great transitional time to mentally determine that your trip starts once you enter the airport. Plan a little extra time so you're not rushed and treat your time at the airport as the start to a great adventure. Many airports, small to large, offer interesting amenities. Visit your airport's website before you arrive so you have an idea of things to do or see. Some fun amenities that are popping up at airports across the globe include internationally acclaimed restaurants, art galleries, yoga studios, workout facilities, full spas, movie theaters, shopping malls, and don't forget airline VIP lounges. You can often purchase a day pass. Right here at Asheville Regional Airport, we offer a curated art gallery featuring artists from Western North Carolina, pop-up music concerts by local musicians, and a great restaurant. And hey, if nothing else, plan a little extra time to pop into the bar and enjoy a local beer before your flight. 
Thanks for listening to this tip from Asheville Regional Airport. When you fly home, you're home. Leave ordinary behind with a visit to Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Surround yourself with breathtaking views of Lake Lure and the Hickory Nut Gorge while enjoying six hiking trails, rock climbing with Fox Mountain Guide instructors, and Animal Discovery Den, unique events, and more. Whether you're new to hiking or a seasoned pro, there's something for everyone at The Rock. To plan your next Chimney Rock adventure, visit ChimneyRockPark.com to see an online trail map and a listing of the park's upcoming events. Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, your host of Speaking of Travel. Get ready to discover beautiful Chimney Rock and Lake Lore, North Carolina. Visit speakingoftravel.net and register for your chance to win a wonderful staycation package for two that includes a two-night stay at the historic Lake Lore Inn, along with a Sunday brunch voucher, and tickets for Lake Lore boat tours, a gift certificate to Broad River Coffee Shop, and two free games of mini golf at Chimney Rock Adventure Golf. Admission to the Burnt Shirt Vineyards Tasting Room and Bistro, and a bottle of their wonderful wine. Dinner entrees at the Esmeralda Restaurant, and two annual passes to Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Visit speakingoftravel.net and register now for a staycation in beautiful Chimney Rock and Lake Lore, North Carolina. Remember, that's speakingoftravel.net. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, it's the top of the third, and time to catch up with our good friend Doc Lawrence as he traverses along the Gourmet Highway today in Lakeland, Florida. Hey, Doc, I really can't wait to hear about Lakeland, Florida, and all there is to see and do in this lovely Florida town. I've heard a lot about it. Hello, Marilyn. When you think of Frank Lloyd Wright, the fabulous, immortal American architect, don't you really think of Chicago and San Francisco, Tokyo, or the Guggenheim Museum in Manhattan? Well, let me take you to another vantage point for remembering Frank Lloyd Wright. I'm in Lakeland, Florida, somewhere between Tampa and Orlando, and right beside the campus of Florida Southern College. There are 13 buildings on this magnificent campus that were designed and built under the supervision of Frank Lloyd Wright. And it is magnificent. It's stunning. I'm looking at A Child of the Sun, which is one of the big centers, part of the chapel complex, dormitories that dot this campus. It is Cherokee red, Wright's favorite color, and Florida sand, which is a light beige. The contrast is magnificent. The story behind this is that Wright was approached about building a campus somewhere and was only approached by Florida Southern College. Why he accepted this, we'll never know, but it began in 1938 and it wasn't completed until 1959. The Depression had a lot to do with how this was constructed, how it was put together and finished Maryland. They didn't have any money because of the Depression. So Wright would come to Lakeland, supervise the manufacture of concrete blocks for the building, uh, supervise the construction and placement of everything, the painting, and even supervised the construction of furniture, and skylines. Mr. Wright did not like electricity, Maryland. He couldn't stand it. So natural lighting prevailed, and in many respects, it still does today. The Cherokee red color, which is a pretty shade of red, dominates everything. 
And that with the sand beige contrast with the greenery here, the wonderful lakes here, and makes this one of the most magical places that you will see in the Sunshine State when you leave Walt Disney World. And in my opinion, this is much better. It's not as well known, but it should be. Now, a little bit more about Lakeland, Maryland. This is original Florida. It's luxurious. It's rural. It's small-town America. It's very modern at the same time. This has been the historic home of the Detroit Tigers, the baseball team, part of Major League Baseball's legends. This is where Ty Cobb made his name early on with the Tigers, and his spirit still pervades everything in this wonderful city. The restaurants here, bar none, are magnificent. And Publix, the great corporation that provides so many stores in the country, is headquartered here in Lakeland. Yes, Lakeland is in the agricultural part of the Sunshine State. There are 38 lakes here in Lakeland, Maryland. Now come with me to the Terrace Hotel. The Terrace Hotel is a vestige of the days of the Great Gatsby. It's still running, it's still luxurious, and it's old Florida. It's a throwback to the days when men wore tuxedos to dinner or dinner jackets and the women wore evening gowns. And even earlier, this was the headquarters for flappers. They had dances here, and they still do. This is Florida Gourmet at its best. You will not go to a better bar in the Sunshine State than here at the Terrace Hotel. This is a college town. This is a town where people go to retire. I know of no other town in Florida where you could have more fun, spend less money. It doesn't cost a cent to go to the college and to tour those 13 buildings. Get ready for an experience. One thing I'll leave you with, a little vignette, Marilyn. There are two chapels here, both built by Wright. One is for meditation only. The other one is for religious services. That was the complex nature of Wright, the dichotomy between heaven and earth. He was someone that was gifted with out-of-body experiences to begin with. He had a mysticism about him. Why he came here, we'll never know, but I know one thing. He left his mark on Florida forever. Well, Marilyn, it's about time for me to head over to the Terrace Hotel. You know, happy hour's not too far from now. And I want to get a good seat at the bar, maybe meet some strangers, hopefully make some new friends. So, from Lakeland, Florida, on the Gourmet Highway, this is Doc Lawrence from Maryland Ball. And speaking of travel saying so long for now, and I hope to see you soon in your hometown. Thanks, Doc. Lakeland is really my kind of place, and I can't wait to get down there sometime soon. You know, it's always a blast being with you on the Gourmet Highway. So long for now, Doc. You can follow Doc's journey on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. Well, I'm back with my guest, Tracy Nesbitt. She's the editor of Solo Traveler, an online publication and community where people share this passion and desire for traveling alone. And Tracy, I'm telling you, I'm getting closer to, like, taking that plunge. I'm very excited. I, w- I hope that I hear from you. You bet. <laughs> that you've booked something. I know. And I love love the resources that I find on your Facebook page where people can come in and ask questions. There's so much information. And, you know, one of the one of the areas where people really have concerns and and need to think about is safety when you're traveling alone. You hear stories. It's like, you know, I, I know those are exceptions, but talk to us a little bit about traveling solo and and safety. Sure. First of all, I would say that I don't think that traveling solo is any more dangerous than traveling with someone else. Um, For instance, you're much more aware of your surroundings when you're on your own, and I think that for the most part, um, any sort of common sense safety tips you would use in your own city apply wherever you go. Um, But we have, uh, we talk about uh, five fundamental safety principles uh, on solo traveler. Uh, The first is that public is safer than private. 
Um, so we don't go into private spaces with people we've just met. And that means even a taxi. We wouldn't share a taxi um, with someone we, we met for the first time, um, regardless of how comfortable you might feel with a new acquaintance. It's not a good idea to leave a public place with them. Uh, the second one is to be proactive rather than reactive. Um, so, for instance, you choose uh, the people that you want to ask for help rather than waiting for someone to come to your aid because you have a good sense, you have good t intuition, you have a good sense of who is safe to approach and who isn't. So it's always better to be the one who makes that uh, choice. Um, the third is to engage other people in your safety. Um, so, for instance, if you go to, let's say you're going to a bar in the evening to hear some live music, um, maybe let your server know or, or if you're sitting at the bar, let the bartender know that you're on your own and they will sort of look out for you. Um, and uh, the, if you get lost and you want to, you know, you're a little bit nervous, go into a store or a business and ask people for directions and ask them to make sure that you're not heading into a you know, an unsafe uh, area. Uh, the fourth is to never be rushed into a decision, um, which is probably good advice whether you're at home or traveling, um, but you're likely to make better decisions if you have time to consider all of your options. And the final one uh, is that it's okay to be rude um, if it's necessary for your safety. I, many of us, me included, were brought up to be polite um, and to not be rude, but when your safety is at stake, you absolutely have permission to be rude if you need to do that to ensure your safety. And ensure that if somebody's entering into your space that you can uh, exit stage left. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and get out of there as fast as possible. Well, the, it, I appreciate that. The, you know, five tips. You've been traveling for a long time, and I'm sure that there have been, um, you know, mistakes I've made, uh, you know, that it's like, oh, my gosh, I I shouldn't have done that. And, <laughs> and I want to talk about that a little bit more when we come back from the break, too, is um, how to ensure that you don't make these travel mistakes, um, that's all a part of these fundamental principles that you've been sharing with us. And also, I want to find out about food. You know, I'm, I love food. I love wine. When we travel, there's just so many opportunities. And it seems to me that that would be a nice theme to take uh, as you're traveling by yourself. Would you not agree with me, Tracy? I think it would make an excellent theme for your first solo trip, in fact. Well, let's talk about that. In fact, let's talk about all of that. So by the time this is over, I am more prepared than ever to get started. Thank you so much, Tracy, for being on the show. We'll be back right after the break. This is Marilyn Ball, your host of Speaking of Travel. If you love to travel or just dream of someday taking a dream vacation, sit back and be carried away to places from around the world and from right here in our own backyard. Get inspired and learn from others the joy of the journey. Listen to Speaking of Travel Sundays at 10 a.m. on News Radio 570 WWNC and visit speakingoftravel.net for your chance to win a Chimney Rock and Lake Lore staycation. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, 
Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park's annual pass holders can look forward to endless adventures. The Outcroppings Trail to the park's iconic chimney is the ultimate Stairmaster. Hike with your kids to Hickory Nut Falls, one of the tallest waterfalls east of the Mississippi, or take the new Skyline Trail to the top of the mountain. Pass holders are treated to exclusive events as well as special deals at the park and area attractions. Upgrade your day ticket to an annual pass during your visit. The fall issue of Blue Ridge Motorcycling Magazine is on the newsstands now. Read about rides that climb the Green River Staircase, follow the Tallulah Gorge, and ascend Bearwallow Mountain. Get your copy on newsstands now or subscribe at BlueRidgeMotorcyclingMagazine.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, we're Tracy Nesbitt, the editor of Solo Traveler. Tracy, before the break, we were talking about safety, and I just want to kind of wrap that up real quick because, you know, you gave us some really great pointers and principles of. Uh, being able to travel safely, to be proactive, I think that's such an important part of it. Um, but give us an idea. Let let us put ourselves in your shoes for a minute of of an instance or two that has happened to you that you learned like, boom, I'm never doing that again. Absolutely. I um, I like <laughs> I like to say that sometimes I make solo travel mistakes so that other people don't have to uh-huh. <laughs> tell the stories because we write a lot about the wonderful things about solo travel. But I think it's really important for us also to share with our readers when we make mistakes. And I made a big one. Um, It uh, was actually in Philadelphia. And I had arrived um, very late at night. My plane was very delayed. And by the time I got there, everything in the airport was closed. I was tired. I had a leg injury at the time. And I was lugging my suitcase for what seemed forever, trying to find a taxi stand. And before I got to the taxi stand, suddenly this man appeared from out of nowhere, talking very fast, wearing an earpiece, and um, he grabbed my uh, the handle of my suitcase, and he said, are you looking for a taxi? And I said, yes. And he said, I have one. Follow me. And he just took off with my suitcase, <laughs> and I was running after him, and, um, uh, you know, it turned out um, that he was leaving the leaving the area and going into the parking lot. And so I took my own um, safety advice and yelled. I was very, <laughs> what I would normally consider to be very rude, but I yelled at him to stop. And um, I asked him a number of questions that I thought would um, deter him from uh, taking me as a passenger. I wanted to know um, how long it was going to take, how much it was going to cost, I told him I had no cash, um, that uh, I needed to pay by a credit card, and he was okay with all of those things. But when we got to his car, he had a big Lincoln Town car, but the doors were painted a different color than the rest of the car, and he was wearing an orange suit, and there were all these bells, all these bells going off, <laughs> except that I was really tired, and I was really eager to get to my hotel room. And I got into that car, and it instantly regretted it. Um, yeah. It, uh, as we were leaving the airport, it seemed to me that uh, we were driving away from the lights instead of towards them, and I assumed that we should be driving into the lights of the city. And uh, so I pulled out my cell phone, and I entered the numbers 911 so that I could hit send um, if something happened. And in the end, everything was fine. This man drove me right to my hotel. He gave me a receipt. I paid with a credit card. Everything was fine, but it was absolutely not worth the 15 minutes of sheer panic that I felt on that. Absolutely. Uh, Lesson learned, and thanks for sharing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know, I totally get it. You're tired. You're like, I just want to get to the hotel, but 
Good advice, Tracy. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us. Absolutely. So going from that uh, to food, let's just let's just take a big leap here and go from travel safety to eating and drinking, because I'm really thinking (laughs) as I start planning my trip that food uh, uh, wine, and, and that's kind of your background, too. So talk to us a little bit about um, uh, how you travel and how food and wine and beverages come into play. Sure. I, I think you learn a lot about a culture um, through their food and wine and what they make and how they prepare it and how they grow it. Um, you learn about the climate, and you learn so much that way. And so I, I build quite a bit of my trips around food and wine, Um, and I do a lot of research uh, before I go because I don't want to return home finding out that I missed something that was really spectacular that I should have experienced. Um, So I start very early um, surfing the internet quite broadly to get a feel for the country or the region that I'm going to and what is unique to that area. What grapes are grown there? Uh, what are the notable vineyards? Um, what are their food specialties? And then from there, I start subscribing to mailing lists. Um, and anybody who's read my <laughs> post knows that, knows that I am constantly recommending that people subscribe to mailing lists before a trip and then unsubscribe when you get home. Um, the uh, But different mailing lists say for restaurants or wineries, cooking schools, local food writers, uh, tourist bureaus, um, just to pick up really what's happening in the food scene in the place that you're going to visit. Um, And there are also websites like Chowhound, um, which can be a good source of information, and our solo travel society is a good source of information for that sort of thing as well. Um, And the... I also like to, if I have enough time, to take a cooking class um, in a destination because you learn so much, but you also meet other people who are passionate about food. And generally, at the end of the cooking class, you sit down and you eat together. So you really you meet people and you talk about the food, and it's really a, a really a wonderful thing to do on a solo trip. I love that idea. We actually have some cooking classes here in Asheville that you should come visit sometime, Tracy, and come to one of our cooking classes. Oh, I'd love to. Well, the invitation is open. So tell us again how we can get information, how we can follow, how we can join your mailing list and and stay in touch and, and be a part of your um, your travel society. Sure. So we are the Solo Travel Society on Facebook. So you can, all you have to do is like the page and you're in. Um, our website is solotravelerworld.com. Um, on the website, you can sign up for our mailing list. Um, one of the things, one of the features of our mailing list is our Solo Traveler Advisory of Deals. So once a month, we send out a list of um, travel companies who either completely waive the single supplement on their tours or keep it very low, especially for um, people who are traveling on their own. And um, um, yeah, those are, the, those are the, the main ways to contact us. Well, I can tell you, I've been following you for a long time now, it seems, and and it's been the resources and especially the travel tips. You know, people love travel tips and and being able to break down uh, how to how to make their trip as pleasant and meaningful and uh, and exciting as possible. So. Tracy, let me ask you something. The f- of all the things that we've talked about here today uh, regarding traveling by ourselves, solo traveling, what would you say is the one attribute that would serve us best as we prepare to travel solo? Uh, I would say flexibility is key. Um, it can be disappointing or difficult to let go of plans that you've made, especially if you've traveled a long way or spent a lot of money or been dreaming for years of this trip. But if you can set 
set that aside when something goes wrong and open yourself up to other options, really wonderful opportunities can come your way. You just have to be open to be able to change your plan. That sounds great. And and again, it's something that we can we can take with us every day, everywhere, wherever we are. Being able to be flexible, especially in these times, is so critically important. Yes, I agree. So, Tracy, this has been such a wonderful uh opportunity to to have this conversation with you and to learn more about um, solo traveling and where are you off to? You're traveling all the time. So tell us a little bit about where you're going, what your future looks like. Well, my next trip actually is to Belfast. Uh, I've never been to Northern Ireland um, and I um, help to manage a conference for um, other uh, travel writers uh, in Europe uh, every fall. And this year it's in Belfast. So I'm going to be there for the conference and then uh, taking a few days to myself to explore Belfast and then um, a little bit of time in Dublin before I fly back home. Well, that sounds lovely. And being, I know what, what you must feel to be able to say, I'm going someplace I've never been before. It's the best. <laughs> it's really it's really very exciting every time you're encountering a new culture for the first time. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for being on the show today and talking to us from Canada. I have to say I'm I'm getting closer. You know, we were talking at the break that it's all about the timing, you know, knowing when the timing is right and and being proactive like you said, getting those resources you know, making a plan, and and you've helped tremendously. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a lot of fun. It is. Well, we will keep following you, and you have happy travels. Thank you. You too. All right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. So this week, go out and... Take a trip by yourself. Just go get in your car, take a road trip, go someplace you've never been, even just in your own backyard. We've got some wonderful places here. I know wherever you're listening, you've got wonderful places you can explore. Go do it by yourself. See what you feel like afterwards. And remember, as you're going along that journey, don't postpone joy. 